listeners and loved ones. Um, I've been writing a new article for Geeks Out, um, and it's been taking me a while to figure out what the angle is and for it to make any sense and what it's been having me think about a lot is um, the idea of mediocrity and how mediocrity functions not only societally. Um, Baloo, are you you meowing at me for more treats? Is that what's happening right now? You've had so many treats. Baloo thinks I'm a mediocre treat giver because he wants more. And I am doing something else. But anyway, I've been thinking about mediocrity. I will speak about this as I pour him more treats. Um, Not only in the way that it functions in society, but more specifically, I am putting the phone down because this bag is closed. Um, More specifically, how it functions and how it's judged and by whom um, in creative spaces, um, film, publishing, art, TM. Um, And I keep going back and forth in my mind about how you know, with the creative process generally, how important mediocrity is. (laughs) But that also feels very much in conflict with, um, you know, the standards that we have for ourselves and for our work, which is, I think, primarily informed by the late stage capitalism um, system that we all live in and did not consent to. I am hesitant to to be fully in defense of mediocrity. And I've been, even though I, I agree it's really necessary for like, the mush of actually creating things or for even when you take in the full scope of someone's body of work, um, what those pieces kind of represent. But also, I, I wonder if it's because mediocrity, just like much every, everything else, is not divvied up equally. And I don't mean that in like um, how everything is subjective. I'm I'm thinking more of that in, you know, terms of, you know, dominant culture and who falls into, you know, those privileged 
categories and who does not. Because we're still in a place where like women primarily are not allowed to be mediocre and um, black people are not allowed to be mediocre. Like there's this underlying message of not only can you not just be a human when however that human experience is for you as an individual, but like there's something to prove. There is this perfectionism that has to drive it because a lot of it is also driven um, by survival and needing to do all this extra work to make up for um, not being supported in the ways that more, you know, dominant identities or more dominantly valued identities, people with those identities are. And so, yeah, I've been struggling with that a lot. And, you know, just piggybacking off of the last week's episode where I spoke about the perfectionism um, resurfacing in a in a more unconscious and then conscious way, I struggle to to find the acceptance of uh, not being the best or not working toward something that will place me in some kind of hierarchy or you know, superiority over others. And I don't like to think, there's an ambulance going by, I don't like to think that I have those thoughts. Um, But I do. Um, And I also recognize that just because I have those thoughts doesn't mean that I have a superiority complex or that I feel like I am superior to others. Um, I think you know, in terms of qualifications and life experience and a variety of other um, things. It depends on the the context um, of what maybe I'm, I'm more able to speak to or able to do in terms of, of skill sets and things like that, um, which is not inherently like doesn't have to be placed in a hierarchy where, um, you know, people have to be put down or are lesser than in order for me or whoever else to be above. It's more of like a neutral fact of where people may just be in their lives in certain respects and But yeah, it's tough. I mean, I'm sure just, you know, verbally processing this now that this is all pretty much going to be repeated in a more edited and concise and specific (laughs) way in the article that I'm writing. But I mean, the value, here's what I'm thinking of the value of mediocrity in terms of 
the creative process and how, you know, because of all of these other societal bullshit things that we've, you know, we're in and we've been conditioned to and we've been subject to and, you know, mediocrity is good within the creative process because it means you're still creating and it means you're you're still learning something like just because something you create is not like the best thing you will ever create it's indicative of where you're at in that moment it could be you know it could be indicative of you being in a transition and um I feel like there are always treasures whenever you create something. So there's stuff that really worked and you really liked and can try and figure out how to, you know, transfer that over to the next project. And then there's other stuff like, oh, you know what, I would have done that very differently. And this didn't work because of this. And Um, But then even that can be valuable because one project to the next doesn't require the same things and it's not a formulaic, formulaic thing. So I don't even know what it means to be mediocre. Um, (laughs) Like, I guess there's also, you know, along with the uh, perfectionism and mediocrity not, you know, being, as I said, divvied up equally. So there, you know, since we don't live in a meritocracy, it's, it's just not a reality. But I think there's also, um, like a, a morality weighted, in there as well that you know to be mediocre is to be bad or be passive or or slovenly or like I don't yeah I I get like as I'm thinking about it now and like sensing into like messaging around being mediocre it it's treated as like this detestable thing. Like you're not an outwardly bad person, but like you're not great. Which is so counter to also so much messaging in, you know, religious or spirituality or lifestyle circles about maintaining some kind of happy medium, we always talk about, um, you know, creating balance and finding this, this medium place where we can easily, you know, just kind of float in between and, um, and hopefully things won't be so extreme or chaotic or, or whatever. And, um, so there's this this direct juxtaposition in messaging where, um, you know, we're striving for this middle place, and yet we're still very, very 
critical and um, harsh toward it. And I think there's a lot, a lot to that, that I'm, I'm not able to dig deep enough into yet, but I, I think, I think there's a tip of an iceberg there which is interesting either probably just for myself I don't know if anyone else is thinking about these things I'm assuming at least maybe one person out of the eight plus billion other people on this planet someone else besides me is thinking about these things but (laughs) um yeah I think it's it's really interesting that there's such a such a black and white stance to these things um which I know I unintentionally do as well um uh I definitely don't mean to engage in binary thinking but it's just yeah when I when I'm introduced to an idea, my brain automatically goes, okay, well, what's the opposite of that? Rather than um, rather than just kind of sitting with whatever that idea is and and seeing what other questions tangentially and adjacent come up rather than just opposite. Um, which I think I'm getting better at, but I, I notice that I, I still do that more habitually than I would like to, um, the binary black and white thinking, not the critical thinking. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at with that, um, what else? Um, it is finally getting pretty sunny and warm-ish consistently out here in England, um, which has been so wonderful. Um, so I'm just going to keep writing my article and going on many walks. And I hope wherever you are in the world that that you are able to enjoy your space and where you're at too. See you next.